Finn, you don't have any armor and your friend is dressed like a lady. <laughs> so not. It's podcast time. Your ball grabber friends will talk about very distant lands. And met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Matt. And we are reviewing Adventure Time, episode one, all the way to the end. Hey, Matt, how yeah. are you? I am pretty swell. How are you? I'm fabulous. It's a little hot in here, though. Is it hot in here? It's pretty warm. Oh, I'm doing good. Yeah. So we, we put up these, what would you call them? They're moving blankets. Moving blankets on the wall in the room that we record the podcast so we could uh, have a little less echo bouncing off the walls. Yeah, and it uh, makes it a little warm in here. It does. Although I don't feel warm right now. Yeah, a few weeks ago... I was recording in this room with some other people on another podcast, and it was I felt so bad because, yeah, we had we had these things up on the wall, and we had to close the window because somebody was mowing the lawn outside, and we were all just, like, drenched in sweat by the end of the episode. That sucks. <laughs> we recorded for, like, three hours, so. Well, it's good that the weather's cooling down, so. Yeah. Oh, I'm actually kind of looking forward to fall. It's going to be good. It is going to be good. Yeah. So, how are you? What's going on with you? I'm great. Matt. Matt. I'm super stoked. So we're babysitting our friend's uh, French bulldog next weekend. And our cats, last time we uh, watched Ava, the dog's name is Ava. Last time we watched Ava, our cats were not about it. And no. it was really funny because Princess was like, was more interested in Ava. And she's the one that always hides when people comes over. And Maverick, who's always about everybody and all the attention, totally hid the whole weekend and was not happy yeah i sort of thought that he ran away because yeah. he was he got so good at hiding to get away from this dog yeah but i'm really excited because we're going to be babysitting ava and i've been prepping the cats and telling them that ava's coming so they should not be surprised when ava comes yeah i'm super excited about it excited too it's yeah. fun having a dog in the house it is good cats are so, after she left last time i was like our cats are so boring <laughs> I mean, don't get us wrong. We love our cats oh, yeah. like more than anything, but it's been different having a dog and it's been really fun. So it's a good time. Yeah. Anyway. Well, so yeah. Hey, Adventure Time rocks. Yeah. I'm kind of in love <laughs> nice with it. Transition. Yeah. Thanks. I was going to try to do something a little less smooth. Like speaking of dogs, there's a dog in Adventure Time. What? There is? <laughs> Who also has jowls? Slap my jowls. <laughs> Slap my jowls. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get to the episode? Let's do it. All right. Season two, episode three. Loyalty to the King. All right. Loyalty to the King has an IMDb rating of 7.4 out of 10. <laughs> Overall, it is episode 29 in the series. As I mentioned, it is episode three in this season. It is directed by Larry Leachleiter, Patrick McHale. Written and storyboarded by Kat Osborne and Somme of Lay, uh, Xenophone. Original air date was October 25th, 2010, and it had 2.54 million U.S. viewers. Every time I see that Somvalet name, I'm waiting to see how, how you're going to pronounce it. Don't judge me. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm sure I, I'm not pronouncing it any better. I was looking for better. something to help me pronounce it, like a pronunciation guide or like something, but I, I don't know. I, it's good. Well, I think it's a good effort. Google failed me. <laughs> so the title card for this episode is The Ice King Surrounded by Ladies Who Look Like They Actually Want to Be Around Him. So I would like to note that Wildberry Princess is in it, and she looks like one of those berries from Pokemon Go, and I wondered if they played Pokemon on their downtime. That's a good question. I wouldn't doubt it. There's a lot of, like, calls to other cartoons and anime and video games throughout the show. Well, like, 
where would the pokey stops be like i'm just really curious hmm. like i feel like they just happen upon these towns and maybe it's really because they're following their map from their pokemon go probably that's just what i'm saying i'd be so psyched if i uh or slightly disturbed if i were playing pokemon go and ended up in ooh <laughs> that'd be crazy <laughs> All right, so the episode opens with Finn and Jake saving the engagement ring princess from a sleeping ice king. <laughs> this is a princess that has like a ring on her head that's an engagement ring. And she's so stunned that she keeps repeating, save me, Finn and Jake. Like Over. loudly too. Yeah, and they're like, um, be quiet, we are saving you because like Finn's like working out the lock of the cage and they're like, we're, we're saving you, stop saying that. And they're just like, well, she just me be traumatized. So anyway, they make their escape, riding on the back of Jake down the long uh, driveway to the ice castle. And the ice king, when he wakes up, uh, he's super infuriating and convinced that she broke up with him um, before becoming depressed on what went wrong. So he lays around the house with pizza on the floor and like garbage everywhere. And he's got his like weight lifting bench set thing it's like a total bachelor pad yeah so he checks his message messages on the banana phone and gets angry when there are no messages like on a banana (laughs) he throws this uh phone banana across the room breaking the picture of him and erp so that's engagement ring princess yeah sorry i just wanted to make sure everybody knew that we were using erp for engagement (laughs) engagement ring princess He inv- I get so tired of save- saying the same na- names over and over. Oh, yeah, same. That's like uh, that's why I wrote like Hunt and Abadir or Hunted instead of Marceline's dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he eventually shaves all of his beard off like a true broken up individual looking Absolutely. for a change and attempts to work out in a park. Um, and he has like he still has his like super long nose just to give you a picture of what he looks like. So he like ditches his robe, the blue robe that he normally wears, and he's in workout gear. And he is like in shorts and this he's like this V shaped. He looks like a swimmer in terms of like their body. So they have like this V shaped body with really broad shoulders and mm-hmm. like tiny waist. And he's wearing a blue shirt and you can look you can see that his like arms and legs are super thin. Anyway, he tries to fly um to work out, but he gets bummed out when he falls on his face, forgetting that he can't fly without his beard. Yeah, he, he looks really weird. Totally <laughs> weird. So he's approached by Slime Princess. Who? Oh my gosh, he looks like one of the lemon guys. Lemon grab, except not a lemon. Yeah, he's like a blue lemon grab. Kind of. Yeah, he does look like somebody that would yeah. be in the lemon kingdom. Yeah, sorry, that just came to my head. No, it's cool. So he's approached by the Slime Princess who instantly falls in love with him. She's like swooning. So she asks who he is and he says, Ice King, but she mistakes this for Nice King. So Ice King attempts to correct the mistake, but when he realizes the, realizes the Slime Princess likes him as the Nice King, he goes along with the misunderstanding. But instead, he mentioned that he was a really nice king. So LSP is spying on them from uh, the bushes and calls Nut Princess and tells her not to tell the other princesses. However, she turns around and starts calling every other princess and they rush to meet this nice king. Yeah, they're like straight up like running to this guy because they're so obsessed with getting married, I guess. So meanwhile, Finn and Jake are walking home and uh, after they had killed the Cyclops when Princess, 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 which is like actually four princess heads all together. Oh, that's right. Uh, one of which looks strangely like, um, what is one of those, like, what's the chomper from Super Mario Brothers? Chomp. The plant, the plant ones. Oh, yeah. Like the, the Venus flytrap kind of thing. Yeah, that's what her head looks like. 
Is it the one in the back that's like frothing at the mouth? Yes. Yeah, she was freaky. Yeah. Not sure she was alive. No, I don't. She didn't look. There were X's on her eyes that indicate she was dead. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Princess, Princess, Princess bumps into them and mentions this new nice king. Finn and Jake decide to be the nice king's knights. So they go back to where they go and find it at at the sand pit at this park. And the Nice King has since built himself a sandcastle using elements of the playground and collects all of the admiring princesses in a makeshift cage as Finn and Jake arrive. Yeah. So it's funny, like, as women are finally starting to become attracted to the Ice King, he's still treating them the same way that he would if he'd captured them. So he knights Finn and Jake and orders them to sort through his admirers and to find a suitably good-looking princess he can marry. And during this process, Finn begins to feel guilty for Jake's turning down Ghost Princess and Turtle Princess and making them cry. He's he's kind of mean about it. Jake's like a jerk about it. He is. He's horrible. He like he like really enjoys making, making them, them feel cry. sad. Yeah. <laughs> so he tries to explain his feelings to the Nice King, who's noticing that his beard's starting to sprout back. So he tells Finn and Jake to go to the Ice Kingdom to retrieve his quote-unquote stolen razor. And when they leave, Ice King announces his plan to erect an army of princesses to take over the world. It's really interesting because um, Ice King starts showing like his true colors and people start like wondering what the heck is up. So when like Finn tries to be like, yo, dude, I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your loyalty is in question. Yeah. He like totally starts doing like the weird red eyes and like getting like pissy about it. Yeah. So Finn Finn and Jake go to the uh, Ice Kingdom. They find the razor, but also discover the Ice King's shaven beard all over the place. So they put hair on their faces, which is nasty. It's weird, but it looks funny. Yeah. So they eventually realize that the Ice King is the Ice King sans the beard, and they rush back. So the princesses, like, start noticing, like, them rushing back. And they're like, oh, my gosh, this is really the Ice King. And they stand in... Uh, Finn and Jake's way, refusing to let them beat up what they think is the nice king. So the heroes manage to push past them using Jake's ear as a shield. That's right. Which is great. Super random. And they start chasing the Ice King around the sandcastle. Finally, Finn is able to kick the nice king, slash Ice King, out of the tower and they fall. And Jake jumps down after them. Finn glues his beard back on him so you could tell that he's the Ice King. And the princesses notice that, oh my gosh, yep, this is his true identity. This is really the Ice King. And then instead of Finn and Jake beating him up, all the princesses gather together and angrily beat up the Ice King. Yep. Yeah, that that ending doesn't seem as like abrupt as most other ones. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, story's tied up. It, it is, it is. So what do you think of this one? Um, this episode, okay. So, Ice King is seriously crazy, bro. Yeah. I don't like that he was taking advantage of them, of the of the princesses. It also really made me feel icky. Like, he was, like, riding around on Hot Dog Princess and, like, had his hands on two others, like, on their heads and just, like, walk mm-hmm. around. Um, there are definitely funny parts of this episode, but I think also... I might also be watching The Handmaid's Tale right now, which has to do with, like, content of women being marginalized and, you know, like, this really crazy systematic way of building the government and under a misunderstood interpretation of of the Bible. And, like, it just really, I don't know, like, it kind of brought up the icky feelings when I watched that, that. I was like, dude, this Ice King dude is not good. He is not good. Yeah. And before, like, it was, like, 
I would see him as, oh, he's just being silly and he's lonely. And like after watching this episode, I was like, dude, this guy, he is not okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it took like this viewing to realize like, you know, you always kind of feel bad for the Ace King, even though like he kidnaps yeah. princesses and stuff because, you know, he's a little crazy. But mm-hmm. here, when you see that he's gotten what he wants, he's evil. Like, he's straight he's up straight evil in this up episode. evil. It's not cool. He's horrible. Yes. And he, like, starts losing his, you know, crap and being, like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to disseminate you, disseminate, destroy you if you go against me. And yeah. I just thought that was super bad. I think this is the only episode, like, in the whole series that I can think of right now where he is straight up a villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you like about the episode? So I'm going to be honest. This this isn't one of my favorites of this season. There's not a lot I don't like. It's just nothing about it really stands out to me like mm-hmm. a lot of other ones do. Like the jokes aren't as great, I don't think, as as a lot of other ones. Yeah. Story-wise, it's pretty good. I don't know. I, I just don't have a ton. Like I don't have very strong feelings about this episode. Yeah. Okay. No, I get that. It's surrounded by two other episodes that I think are uh, much stronger. Mm-hmm both story-wise and humor and writing and everything, even like animation. So I don't know. What do you like about this one? So I do think it's kind of clever still. I And I've said this before, but the way he transports by flapping his beard, I think that's hilarious. Yeah. And how, like, he, it, when he dresses up in the exercise clothes, he wears a sweatband around his crown. <laughs> that's I right. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, you pointed that out to me while we were watching it. I think the thing I, I, so we talked about already about the things I don't like about this is just his marginalizing the princesses, but then also the princesses themselves. Oh, yeah. Like they were willing to change anything about themselves and to appeal to the new king. It's gross. It is so awful. What There's a scene um, when Finn is like saying, hey, I don't really like this. LSP comes up and he's like, oh, she's too lumpy. Punch her to smooth her out. Oh, and yeah. Finn, he's super body shaming. Yes. So body shaming. And Finn refuses to like punch her. Even he tries to, but he just couldn't. And so she punches herself to smooth herself out. And then he still rejects her. Yeah. And that just, oh, that made me so angry. Yeah, it was awful. Ice King is so bad in this one. Yeah. Yeah. It was like... All the things about masculine, like toxic masculinity, that not all the things, but a lot of the things that women have issue with, and it just came out in this episode, and I was just like, "Yes, you are not a good person, and I do not want to have anything to do with you." Oh, well put. So yeah, I think we have all the same problems with this one. Yeah, this is. uh, I don't know, like. And well, I think also the cool thing is, is um, that Finn and Jake like had the wherewithal. So at first, like they were like, oh, yeah, we'll help you find a bride. Like, yeah, that'd be cool. But then as soon as they like figure out like, dude, this isn't cool um, and we're not going to do this anymore. They flipped the script and they were able to like bring him down. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I I thought it was funny how easily they uh, swore fealty to this king that they'd never met. Yeah. I think that, you know. They swore fealty to uh, Princess Bubblegum. Yeah. So did they switch allegiances? Or are they like, you're nice. So, and, and you know, PB's nice. So we're going to be like, I don't know, knights for all the nice people. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I just thought it was funny. So snail watch. <laughs> Sorry, that would like took a dark turn. <laughs> 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 Let's lighten it up. <laughs> um, snail watch. Yeah. He can be seen near the door when LSP first enters the nice king's room to introduce herself. Very cool. Snail watch. 
2019. watch. Season 10, no. <laughs> no, this is not MasterChef, my love. <laughs> this is season 10. Season 10, guys. MasterChef season 10. If you have not watched MasterChef season 10, uh, they say season 10 like 15 times Like it's a episode. huge deal. Yeah. This is season 10. This is season 10. Season 10. Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> what's your favorite line from this episode? So I can't say this is my favorite line, but this is a line that makes my point that the princesses were just, just like so kind of mindless in their they were willing to change guy. anything about themselves so they could like appease the um appease the nice king so engagement ring princess is one of the princesses that came back she's like did i tell you that i like the opera but if you don't i hate it Ugh. right so cringe worthy cringe worthy i think the episode knew it was doing this too yeah oh i i'm yeah, I'm I'm confident that this was purposeful. Yeah. My favorite line was, relax, dude, just get behind my ear shield. I love it. That was really clever part. I like it when Jake uses his body to morph into different things to like help them. Yeah. That's clever. It's fun. So can you give me an impression of a character from this one? Again, engagement ring princess. Save me, Finn and Jake. <laughs> Save me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Oh, yeah. Uh, and mine is going to be, your loyalty is in question. You're so good at his voice. Any trivia about the episode? Yeah. So the picture that the Ice King breaks with his banana phone is of him and Gunter posing in front of Engagement Ring Princess while she is in his ice prison and the frame says, together forever. That is terrifying. And there's like macrame around the corners and like things. Anyway, it's just <laughs> freaky. Do you get anything? Oh, this is just freaky, man. I don't... Oh, this episode is messing me up. I don't care for it. Um, the Ice King, when he is as the Nice King, his appearance resembles Mr. Rogers. And he's the farthest thing imaginable from Mr. I Rogers. I know. He's like the anti-Mr. Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Mr. Rogers is a true Nice King. Yes, he is. Yeah. Love Mr. Rogers. So do you want to know what uh, your prediction was for this episode based on the title, Loyalty to the King? Yes, more than anything. We come upon the Duke of Nuts. This time, his son, the Marquis of Nuts, is training to take his father's place. Finn and Jake are approached to teach him about bravery and lady love. Oh, my goodness. There was lady love in this. There is lady love. So for creativity, I can't give it an A. I need to give whatever whatever grade is higher than an A. Aww. So negative B? <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't sound like it's better than an A. Negative B. Negative B? What? That sounds worse than an F. But it's like, because I have to go before the A. Right. If you're doing like an integer line. Yeah. I get it. I understand. Reverse A. Reverse A. And uh, as far as grading it based on how close your prediction was to the real episode. Let's see. Well, you got Finn and Jake help <laughs> someone in loyalty, ro- royalty. Uh, it's good. I'll give it like a solid D plus. D plus. Yeah. Yeah. Dang plus awesome. That's right. <laughs> so, so what's your prediction for the next episode titled Blood Under the Skin? Ooh. Okay. So. Because it has to do with blood, Marceline is going to be in this episode. 
And she is going, because she and Finn still have a good friendship, she's going to come and find Finn and Jake and tell them that PB, Princess Bubblegum, not Buttercup, is captured by evil henchmen. And they all, the three of them, team up to defeat a squirrel gone crazy after it was attacked and injected with a venom. That's awesome. (laughs) That's wild. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) All right. Any last thoughts on this episode? Yeah, I don't know. I I wish I liked this one more than I do. Like, even when I had the DVD set of uh, the season, there were a few episodes that I would kind of skip over just because I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling this. And this was one of the ones that I did that with frequently. Mm -hmm. Again, it just didn't really stand out for me. The wasn't as funny as others. The story wasn't as much fun to me. I don't know. Not a yeah, huge fan. Yeah, I, I, I am not as big a fan of this as a, as I wish I was. Um, but I really think it's because of the messaging and some of the behaviors of the Ice King. And it's just it just was not. Yeah. It wasn't for me. It's a little slimy. It is a little slimy. Yeah. yeah. So let's get into a better episode. What do you say? Yeah. All right. Season two, episode four. Blown under the skin. That was your cue, Matt. <laughs> I know. I totally dropped it. <laughs> okay. Blood Under the Skin has an IMDb rating of 7.6 out of 10. It is episode number 30 for the series and number four for season two. Oh, episode 30, huh? Yeah. Nice. We're getting up there. Yeah, we are. We're practically, We're practically through the season. Yeah. Series, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> There's like 800 episodes. I know. Um, it was directed by Larry Leachleiter and Patrick McHale. Written and storyboarded by Benton Connor and Cole Sanchez. Hmm. Its original air date was November 1st, 2010, and it only had 1.95 million U.S. viewers. It's not, it's not too much. No, no, it wasn't. I feel like that's kind of fitting because I don't feel like this is one of the more popular episodes. But you love this episode. I'm crazy about this episode. This is like one of your favorite, favorite, favorites. Yep. This is definitely a top tenner for me. Awesome. I'm really glad. I wasn't sure if you were going to enjoy this one. Yeah, you were pretty convinced I was not going to like this one. Yeah, because it's got a lot of weirdness to it. It does, but it is really funny. Yeah. It's good stuff. I'm appreciating Adventure Time more and more as I watch it as a first time like viewer from the beginning. I did... I have seen this episode before, but based off of like the title card, I didn't know what episode this was. Mm-hmm. So when I, we were watching it, I was like, "Oh, we've watched this before." So it was, it was, uh, it was fun to watch it again with fresh eyes. Yeah, this episode is pretty regular in my circulation of the show. Yep. For those of you who don't know, Adventure Time is Matt's happy show. So when he's bummed out, I'm like. And he refuses to go to the gym. Um, I'm like, all right, I guess we're going to have to watch some Adventure Time. And we'll watch like two or three episodes. And then usually he's able to. I'm out of my funk now. Get out of his funk and feel better. Yeah. So. This is my happy show. Yeah. So, you know, it's good. Find a happy show if you don't have one. This could be yours. Absolutely. So the title card is just Finn's rosy red cheeks. Super rosy red. Yep. I love it. So the episode opens on Finn and Jake locked in combat with a ladybug. And what I absolutely love about this is they have two action shots of one of Finn, like, going towards the ladybug and another one of Jake with his jowls flapping. Super funny. Finn is able to fling the ladybug from their home and quickly slams the door after him. But in the meanwhile, he gets a splinter in the process. After screaming out in pain, Finn decides his injured finger would need protection for the future. Um, and meanwhile, Jake's like, dude, that's really small. And he's like, no, it's the worst. So anyway, he goes to choose Goose, 
to get a thimble that he wears on his finger. Um, but then he notices a group of knights showing off their impressor, impressive armor. That is? <laughs> yep. That's it. That's going to keep coming back in this episode. Yep. And Matt uses that all the time. This is very... Yes. Love it. This is very adequate. This is... I, I love little jokes like that in the show where, like, they'll have, they'll have, like, one expression that they use just for one episode, but they keep doing it over and over again. It is. But it doesn't get old in this episode. No, That's it's what really is funny. so cool. It's like I, later on, there's an episode where they keep using Bjork as an expression. What the Bjork? Really? Yeah. And it's only one episode. I so can't that's what wait. this is like. I can't wait. But yeah, I thought what was cool about it is it just, it didn't get old for me. And you know how sometimes with jokes, it's like, okay, this needs to move on. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like that. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Same. I think it really adds to this one. There's a few things in this one that get repeated and like every time it comes back, it just gets funnier and funnier. Absolutely. Yeah. So Jake helps Finn demonstrate the protection his thimble provides for them, but the knights just laugh at him. And then Sir Slicer arrives on his pink horse. Sir Slicer, how would you describe this guy? So he has flowing locks of black hair um, with all black. Wait, is his hair black? I think I'm going to look it up. Okay. Sir Slicer. Google. Speak amongst yourselves. Okay, so anyway, and he has a bright pink horse, and he's wearing this really awesome all-black armor that's, and it is, he's like, sits very uh, regally on his horse, and um, every time he comes into the frame, like, these birds are released, and it's yeah. like this, like, dark like black silhouette and then the birds are released and then it fades into him. Yeah, they're like leaves floating past him. Every time there's like this dramatic wind when he arrives. absolutely. And he insults Finn all the time. This guy is so funny. Yeah, it's great. So his voice is done by uh, Peter Stormare, who I'm guaranteeing you've seen in at least one movie. Movie or TV show. He's in Prison Break. He plays like this Russian boss in Prison Break too. Sounds about right. That's what I know him from. And but he's so good. Yeah. I love him. He's the Russian in Fargo. He's one of the he's the lead nihilist in the big the big Lebowski. I think probably his most popular role is um the crazy Russian in Armageddon. Yeah. Well yeah, this guy's I phenomenal. didn't remember him from that, but but regardless, like you've seen this guy before. And when I was like, Oh, that guy, he's in Adventure Time. Yeah, and his voice yeah. his voice acting is so funny. So funny. Good. So he shows up on his pink horse. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. What, what does he look like? There. Remind me. Was his hair black? His hair is blue. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He's got a mustache. A mustache? Yeah. Anyway, so what does he say? Foolish boy, without armor you are weak. <laughs> <laughs> and he insults Finn yeah. along with the rest of the knights. Like He's like totally like, dude, that thimble ain't nothing. <laughs> so Sir Slicer just kind of trots off with his horse. Just shows up to insult him and leaves. Yep. So Finn's decided he's like, I have to have armor. And um, he asks Choose Goose for his most armor. Choose Goose tells Finn that he'll need a trade of equal value and that he will take the head of his dog friend as trade. Yeah. Finn's like, well, no. I don't think so. (laughs) And then, you know, so he suffers a little more mockery from the knights and Choose Goose gives him a... He's like, well, no money for me. How about a poem for free? People laughing at him even more. As you can see, Finn's Guys, just getting hold really on, embarrassed. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I hate Choose Goose. I love Choose Goose. I absolutely don't like him. 
He is one of my least favorite characters. And I'm sorry if there are some people listening to this podcast and saying, well, can't listen any further. Today, I make a stand. No. I do not like Choose Goose. Why? Matthew, he is annoying. Don't you know? You might Matthew? stub your toe. Na- Matthew, seriously. Well, you know who I'm probably doing as an impression in this one? Uh, Matthew, well, I don't know. I don't. I don't guess I know who you're doing as an impression because you do that voice. And I'm like, do you want me to stab you in the eye? Choose Goose. He's a charming guy. Is the devil. Oh, see, I just think you need to give him a chance. I get, you know what? No, no, just no. no. Okay. Proceed on the episode. We will continue this later. So, <laughs> um, Oh, so Choosing gives uh, he gives him a poem which leads to the magical armor of Zelderon, which is foretold to be totally. So Finn and Jay quickly embark on their quest for the armor. The first part of the poem proved to be too much of a challenge for Finn to figure out, so Jake translates it by just kind of rubbing the map and feeling it. He like loves on it. It's really yeah. kind of odd. So you got like these really nonsensical like lines of poetry that really don't tell you anything, and Jake gets something completely different out of it every time, and he ends up being right every time. Yeah. So according to him, the map is telling them to go through a swamp, which is later re- revealed to be the swamp of embarrassment. Jake becomes big and just like steps over the swamp. He doesn't even ask Finn if he wants a, a lift. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> he has to pass those trials. Yeah. Okay, hmm. whatever. Um, And really, in the end, Jake is the one that benefits from all this, but whatevs. Yeah. So anyway, Finn, and he tells Finn, he's like, this armor thing is your deal. So he's like, Deuces, brah. As Finn continues to trek his way through the swamp alone, he stumbles upon naked people behind every curtain. So in the swamp, it's set up that there are layers and layers of compartments that are separated by red, what appear to be red velvet curtains. Mm-hmm. And inside each of these is somebody showering with bubbles all over their bodies. So yep. as the viewer, we're not seeing any of the bits He's like super embarrassed and his face starts to turn more and more red after he encounters like all these different people. There's probably like 30 to 50 compartments and he's like running through this maze of compartments of naked people showering uh, with bubbles over their bits. Yep. (laughs) It is redonk. There's a lot of very human looking characters in there too for a place with no humans. Uh, There's also like a kid with his mom in one. Yeah. You should be embarrassed. Super odd and interesting and weird. Anyway, so he gets through this swamp. His face is beet red and appears Sir Slicer in front of him and Jake who continues to insult him and say, you're so red, you're looking like a tomato. <laughs> and then he just pieces out again. He's like, deuces, bro. insults him and pieces out. Yeah. So great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like, sometimes when he appears, he appears in places where it doesn't make sense for there to be flowing wind and birds flying out from behind him. Yes. Yeah. Super pronounced. Love it. So, so then Jake deciphers the next poem for Finn, telling him that he must silence the echoing in the woods. So the duo happened across the source of the noise, which is a strange red-faced creature. Finn doesn't know how to stop it from crying, but Jake says as a, as a solution, just make her think it's her idea. That's how you make the ladies do what you want. <laughs> Some problematic treatment of a uh, of woman in the Why? In the last what is episodes. up with the sexism? But okay, uh, whatever. Uh, Jake has some real interesting ideas about this. We need Lady to whip him into shape. 
That's right. And she, I feel like she does. Yeah, she totally does. So anyway, Finn attempts to address the creature and because his face is all red and he's like wearing a white hat, it thinks that Finn is her child. So it like grabs Finn and brings him into her bosom. And at that point, Sir Slicer comes back with a liar player. Is that how you say it? A lear? A lear? Yeah, lear. I think it's a lear. A lear player who sings a song he composed called Finn the Blushing He's Baby. Finn the Blushing Baby. His cheeks are bright and red. Be sure to make fun of him before you go to bed. That was awesome. <laughs> Grandfathers will sing that to their grandchildren for generations to come. Which is also awesome. I thought that was really funny when they said that. And Finn's like, no, no, they're not, blah, blah, blah. But shortly thereafter, the monster starts falling asleep, and this gives Finn a chance to escape. So after running a short distance, Finn and Jake discover the home of Zeldron's armor, and there they encounter a ghost man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> who says that no one can pass him unless they beat him in a game of drop ball, which is a game where you pick up a red ball with your butt cheeks. I can't even. So this guy is showing how he does it. You know, like he's He's super impressed with himself, and like, you can see that he's really struggling to hold onto that ball with his butt. His butt cheeks are just kind of flapping. So Finn attempts to beat the high score of six, but is easily flustered by his, by this embarrassing game. Which is something that is completely normal and understood. Oh, 100%. So the ghost man offers his advice on how to play, and he's demonstrating the proper technique. But Finn and Jake sneak around him and enter the room where the armor Zeldaron is head, head held. So because he's gotten through this uh, room or gotten to the room, it's assumed that he's passed the different trials. And Finn is then granted the armor, but realizes that it is female armor and quickly is like, oh, no, this is girl armor. I can't wear it. So he takes it off. But then the ghost man discovers that they had snuck into that room and becomes angry at them for walking out on his instruction. So then he starts transforming from this simple, like, cool, friendly guy to a terrifying and ghoulish ghost. He grabs Finn and sucks the vitality from him, um, which really looks a lot like the soul, like sucking his soul, like we saw from Hunson from the first episode. Yeah, that's already twice this season. Somebody's tried to suck Finn's soul out. Yeah, what the crap? What's with it? Probably because it's so sweet. <laughs> it is sweet. He's a good boy. So then Jake puts on the lady armor to save Finn, causing the ghost man to mistake him for his mom. <laughs> this is so weird. So Jake, posing as the ghost man's mother, orders him to go outside. But he's like, but and she's like, go now. He's like, yes, mama. So he goes outside and the sunlight cures his addiction to drop ball and resurrects him back into like a living being. So they all cheer. But Sir Slicer comes in and insults Finn again for not having any armor and for his dog friend being dressed like a lady. But this time Finn insults Sir Slicer for his pettiness and following them around just to make fun of him. And he's like, he's like, what do you do all that? You're just following a kid around. He's like, well, I just happened to be in the same areas today. <laughs> so Finn challenges them to a fight. And as Sir Slicer gets off his horse to fight Finn, he falls over saying that his armor is too heavy. And while trying to prop himself up with a nearby stick, he gets a splinter from that stick. So Finn, laughing, offers him the thimble that he had at the very beginning of the episode and then le leaves the cave with Jake. Yeah, and Jake picks him up with his butt cheeks and flings him onto his back. <laughs> so he drop balled Finn onto his back, it's making gross. Finn's cheeks rosy red one more time. So Finn rides Jake and Jake uses the wings on his armor to fly away. The powers granted by the armor allow Jake to fly right through several mountaintops. As they disappear into the distance, Jake says, dude, this armor is totally 
I love it. Me too. So what are your thoughts? Oh my gosh. Drop ball? What the heck? (laughs) Seriously. I love how one of the guys says drop ball. Like when he says drop, his body just kind of like slinks down for a second. Drop ball. Drop ball. This episode is a certain kind of weird. Mm Mm-hmm. Like it's just like the border of being just too weird and and being like not weird. And like it it does a good job. And I liked it a lot. I thought it was clever. I think that Finn was like a normal like little kid, like, oh, it's a girl's thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I thought and the <sighs> Sir Slicer was just so funny. So yeah, good. I'm crazy about Sir Slicer. Yeah, I just thought it oh my goodness. It was a good episode. I liked it. Top ten for sure. Oh yeah. You know, I'm gonna run out of top ten, so I can't right. I can't and not everything can be top ten, but it is a really good episode. I really, really liked it. It's with with episodes like this, I think of things like The Eyes, where it's like I have no problems with that episode at all, but it's still probably going to be like in the middle of our ranking at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Because ones like this just stand out, and they're so memorable, and there's so many good lines. I love the blushing baby song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sir Slicer is a, a character I wish would come back. Yeah. With Peter Stormare's voice. I don't, I don't think he does. It, it's just really, it's a good episode, and yep. I just... I think it's funny. I think we have the questing part that we like and we see so often with Adventure Time. Yep. And then we have fun um, antagonists that are just odd and random and funny. And it, Even though it's a pretty st- straightforward plot, you know, getting to the uh, the castle to get the armor, everything along the way is so unpredictable. Like, you don't know what's going to come up next. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care for the swamp of embarrassment i think that it minimizes like looking at naked people in the shower (laughs) uh but i i uh i think the rest of the episode is pretty funny awesome so uh i know what you didn't like choose goose (laughs) okay i i respect that i completely respect it i love choose goose okay i'm okay with us disagreeing on this yes i'm glad i'm glad we're disagreeing on something with this show yeah. Because I feel like you know, a lot of the time we, we have pretty similar opinions on episodes. Yeah. And uh, so it's cool to like every now and then let me be right. I'm sorry, what? I'm joking. <laughs> Come again? <laughs> I think my, I thought my hearing deceived me and you said that you were right. What? No, I said, I. what's that to the right? Oh, okay. Okay, it's a good. Lamp. Good. Glad. It's, it's I'm my glad homemade puff filter. I'm glad we cleared that up. What did you like? What was your favorite thing in this episode? My favorite thing in this episode is Sir Slicer. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I love him. I can't get enough of that character. Every time I watch this episode, I'm super psyched when he pops up. And like, there's something about like the voice performance here for mm-hmm. him where it's like he kind of like slurs his words. Like, like he stumbles over his sentences sometimes. Yeah. So it sounds very naturalistic and that just makes it so much funnier. Cool. Yeah. I like that. And I love that thing. Yeah. The, the And it's just like the... That's so clever. Like, who thinks of that? Right. The writing. Ugh, I get jealous so of good. the writing of the show sometimes. Like, who thinks of that? It works, but who thinks of coming up with that? Yeah, totally. Totally. So good. Mm-hmm. Sorry, all I, right. I could go on for days about this one. You can, what What else oh, do you no. want to say? No, no. Tell me all the things. I'm good. I, I love the drop ball ghost. I love the completely random scene of the ghost crying to his mama. Yeah, right? And being forced to go outside into the sun. This is Adventure Time. This is like, these these are the episodes that are like, yes, mm-hmm. this is why I watch Adventure Time. If we're going just based on humor, this is, beyond this season, very possibly in my top 10 episodes of mm-hmm. all time. Wow. I am crazy about it. Hot damn. 
I I made a cartoon myself that stole quite a bit from this episode. Shouldn't admit that on the air. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> oh, I made it for friends. Okay, snail watch. Where was the snail? So this episode originally had no snail appearing in it. What? And they ended up adding it in um, during, like, before they put it on air. So, yeah. So the snail was added in the swamp of embarrassment at the base of the tree next to the woman and her baby showering, who calls Finn a pervert. Okay. Great. Snail watch. Snail watch? Question mark? <laughs> 2019. <laughs> what was your favorite line? My favorite line was, oh, no, this isn't right. Because uh, it's one of the swamp of embarrassment people. Okay, so I'll do mine while you yes, come up with another do. one. Okay, so when Finn, at the beginning, at the top of the episode, when he gets the ladybug out of the house, uh, Jake says, did he get you with his poisonous stairs? Which I thought what? was really funny. I don't even remember that line. Yeah, it was really good. So I think the whole episode, I don't know if I've told this story or not, but the reason why I think the ladybug part was so funny for me. So for some reason, in the house I grew up in, I lived there for like my whole life almost. In one of the rooms, one year, maybe two years, we had like a ladybug infestation. And like they would just like cover our window and it was like this nest of ladybugs and we had to like vacuum them with a vacuum cleaner and like get rid of them. But they were everywhere. It was crazy. And me and my little sister shared a room. So it was just like super creepy. So I thought Mm. that was kind of funny why they were fighting a ladybug. I think it's the first time I've heard ladybugs referred to as creepy. Yeah, right? (laughs) I can see that. Yes. When there's like a hundred of them, they are creepy. Yeah. And you're not sure, and you're like little, you're like, oh my gosh, ladybugs are supposed to be cute, and you're supposed to find them occasionally, but no. Yeah, you know, you kind of think of it like you see one ladybug, it's like, oh, it's a ladybug, but yeah, you can see like seeing a hundred of them, now they're just bugs. Yeah, it's like freaky deaky. <laughs> Thank you for telling that story. That's you're awesome. welcome. You're welcome for that. Okay, so my favorite line is going to have to be, foolish boy, without full body armor, you're weak. <laughs> I love it. I had to make it something for Sir Slicer because originally it was my most private parts beep by a boy. I think that was gross and I'm glad you changed it. Thank you. Welcome. And yet you still said it. Impression of a character. Oh, you go first. Okay. Thank you, Finn and Jake. You have freed me from the addiction of drop ball. That was a really good impression. Ding. Thank you. Wow. Good one. Yeah. So I'm going to do one of the knights that laughed at uh, Finn at the beginning. This is real armor. <laughs> it was great. Very dramatic voice. All right. What is the trivia that you found about this episode? There was very little that I found, but uh, I got something good. The, the episode was or, was originally titled... Or <laughs> referring click, to click. the Yeah, click, click. Referring to the double tongue clicking sound that is made throughout the episode. I like that they changed it. Just yeah. because it makes it kind of fun. Yeah. All right. Matthew, it's time that you tell us about my what my prediction was from last week. All right. Your prediction... Based on the title, Blood Under the Skin, is Marceline comes to find Finn and Jake when Princess Bubblegum is captured by evil henchmen. They team up to defeat a squirrel gone crazy after it was attacked and injected with a venom. Hmm. <laughs> I love that premise. Isn't that sounds great? like an episode I would enjoy watching. <laughs> hmm. So for hmm. creativity. Creativity, I'm going to give that another A. Yay. Nope. Yeah. And as far as... I think you're really being generous with those A's. I don't know how creative this is. A double plus. Okay. So. Thank you. Backs away slowly. Grading (laughs) it based on uh, how close it came to the actual episode. F plus. Yay. 
Yay! F for fantastic. <laughs> you two polar opposite grades. I love it. I love it. Oh. So, uh, do you want to predict what next episode is going to be about based on the title? Yes, I would love to more than anything. So, storytelling. Is it? That, that's the name of the episode. Yep. Okay. So we haven't seen a lot of BMO yet, and I really want to have um, understand more about BMO. So. Of course, there's going to be Jake and Finn, Finn and Jake, um, and BMO. They go camping because um, it's a beautiful summer's night. And around the campfire, um, they're going to tell their scariest stories. But it has to be competitive because Jake's always competitive. Yep. To see who can come up with the most frightening tale. Nice. Yeah. That's fun. That's what I'm talking about, it's, bro. It's an anthology episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. going to be rad. Like I'm, I'm like really it. excited for this episode. I really think it's going to be almost 100% accurate. I believe in you. <laughs> I believe in me too. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything you want to plug, Matt? So the two other podcasts I'm on, Modern Horror Show and Pop Trouble, both of them talking about movies. Uh, Modern Horror Show, all horror movies, Pop Trouble. I'm uh, talking with Amy's brother, Hans Eskelson, about what he considers to be the top 100 important films. Yeah. yeah and we're dissecting those. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, so you guys are in the recording process right now, and due to release, when? By the time this episode comes out, probably actually right around this time. Cool. So keep an eye out for Pop Trouble. Awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. Any plugs for you? Nope. I'm good. I'm All awesome. Right. All right. So you can catch us at um, Facebook and Twitter at Oh My Glob Podcast. Our website is Oh My Glob Podcast at WordPress.com. And. Yep. <laughs> 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 you can send us emails and we will surely respond at ohmyglobpodcast at gmail.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Because it helps us a ton. It totally does. And we'll read them on the air. Yes. Yes, we will. Okay. So this is a great episode, I think, where we really saw two different stark, just different episodes and had a lot of thoughts about it. And I loved it. Yeah, me too. That was, was a lot great. of fun. All I right. enjoyed this one. Until next week, I am Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.